I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Moon! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to episode number 40 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. And hello, you nerf herders with bad motivator units. This is Chris. Hey, Chris, what's going on? I like that intro. Thanks. It's related to our podcast topic. It is related to our podcast topic. How are you? I'm great. Yeah? I'm always good. We had an exciting day today again. Another day of roofing. Another day of roofing. So, so day, day on the job. That's right. Got yeah. a lot done. We don't get paid for it. No, we do, do not. We had some pizza. Oh, that's true. We did get pizza. And the chocolate chip cookies. Those cookies were good. They were really good. I ate like five of them. So at first, the, the people that made it, they threw uh, pieces of bread in there in order to absorb the moisture, mm-hmm. right? I think it worked. I think it did too. And at first, I was really confused. I thought they were cookies and sandwiches in the mm-hmm. same uh, in the same plate. <laughs> and, <laughs> then, and then I was like, oh, I got it. I got it. But yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, I'm getting pretty good at roofing, actually. You think so? Yeah, I think I'm just about ready to quit my day job going to roofing. I wouldn't do that. No, I'm just nah, kidding. Yeah, I no, I'm not cut out for that. Well, you know, you always have a fallback position if you need one. I can at least help family members with the roofs. Yes. Anything you want to talk about uh, before we get into the previous oh, episodes? Boy, anything anything new and exciting? About... How's Switch going? Nintendo Switch. Oh, I, I just beat Zelda Breath of the Wild yesterday. Okay, how, and how, what would you what would you rate it on a scale from uh, one to ten? Ten being you know, um, phenomenal Zelda I, game. I really liked it. Yeah, it had some issues for me. Okay, pretty minor. Okay, I'd have to. I'd probably give it an eight or nine. Oh wow, eight point five. All right, that's solid. Yeah, if I had to like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a great game with some minor issues. Cool. Um, I do have something else. I'll just quickly mention. Go right ahead. Possible another. Uh, TV show I'm working on. Oh, I was telling you a little bit about it. It's going to be called Right and Wong. Uh-huh. It's about a doctor named Doctor Wong and his um, like he's partnered with the police officer. Okay, like I don't know, like her name's like Rebecca Wright, something like that. And they're they're Right and Wong, and like uh, <laughs> like he they they solve crimes. So like he'll like do like the medical investigation, and she does the police investigation. It's a lot like um, did you ever see the old show um, Diagnosis Murder? It's a little. It's a little no. bit of an older show. I used to watch it with my mom. Okay, no. It was a uh, Dick Van Dyke was a doctor. Okay, and then he worked. I think his son was a doctor, and then they worked with a police officer and they'd solve crimes together. Huh. It's kind of like that, but more modernized. Okay. And then obviously, like they'll deal with like some moral dilemmas to justify the name of the show to see who's right and who's wrong. Yep, I like it. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can get a uh, nice uh, logo going for that show, possibly. Oh yeah. Since we do have the Pine Hill Mobile Court logo, we should make a logo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That'd be Thanks. pretty cool. Thanks, Steve. We'll have to write a pilot for it also once we get our Pine Hill Mobile Court uh, up and up and running. Yeah, that's that's priority one. Yeah, that is priority one. That's number one. Uh, all right, so some uh, responses here we have uh, for our Twitter poll from our previous episode a couple weeks back for who would win Teacher of the Year, Miss Frizzle versus Professor Xavier. Do you know who won? I do not know. Miss Frizzle. Wow, yep. good for her. That's it. So she's she took a great the win. Seventy-one percent to twenty-nine percent. 
since that came out during uh, Teacher Appreciation Week, which is a good week. I, I did mean to ask you, did you put up a second poll on who would win a fight? Oh, man. I think I was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah we said we were. Ah, I totally forgot. I meant to ask you sooner. Yeah. I'm sorry I forgot. That's right. I forgot, too. Because we said we were going to. Uh, well, it counts as a win for me, so that's all. Good. Yeah, I, I put it on the on, in the books, so it, it's <laughs> official. It's official for you. Um, a couple things I want to I want to mention before we get started. Uh, I, I learned about this new podcasting website, kind of like hub. It's called Cast Crunch. Um, we're currently on there, the Who Would Win Cast, and we've received some good fo- feedback about it. Our downloads have gone up. So if you're listening to us through Cast Crunch, thank you for listening. Uh, keep spreading the word. Um, and I definitely want to, uh, thank everybody who's been listening to us from there. Also, I want to, I want to kind of grow the Who Would Win cast community. So what, uh, we really don't have anything to give out for free because we have nothing to give out. We have no budget, nothing yet. Maybe, maybe someday. So what I want to start doing is that if for every review that someone gives us on iTunes or Google cast or anything along those lines, we will give you a shout out. That's the only thing we can afford to give right wow, now. That's fantastic! What a that's great isn't offer! It, isn't that a great offer? So people will be all they over got that, take advantage sure. of it. So we will by the time we record our next episode, we will look at our reviews on iTunes and throughout the different uh, podcasting apps. And uh, if you gave us a review, we will give you a shout out, and you can tell your friends about it and say, "Hey, I got a shout out on some podcast." I'm going to add from that. New Jersey. Also, when we give you the shout out, we will make up an interesting backstory for you. All right, I like it. That, that's appropriate. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll like, be good. It won't yeah. be something bad. Yeah, it's not like you died in a car crash. No, no, no. It'll no. be something cool. Exactly. So, hey, hopefully that gives you a little uh, interest mm-hmm. in uh, subscribing and leaving us a review on iTunes. That could really, really help us grow. All right, ready to get started, Chris? I'm ready. All right. So, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, and you can also subscribe and leave us our ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today we have something a little different, a little special. A little special, that's right. So today's our 40th episode. 40th episode. Big four zero. That's it. Lordy, lordy, our podcast is 40 episodes in. (laughs) So weird. I know. Uh, and that coincides with something else that's going on this week, specifically on May 25th, on Thursday. What's that? That is the 40th anniversary of the original Star Wars coming out. Star Wars? What's that? What's Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just this little thing. A little. It's kind of like a space movie. Oh, uh, like sci-fi? I'm not a big fan. I mean, it's not really sci-fi. It's like space fantasy. <laughs> I don't know. There's, oh. like, a talking dog and, like, two robots and these, like, laser-humming swords and a guy in a respirator and a it little whiny 19-year-old. It doesn't sound that great. I know, but for some reason, everybody loves it. Now if there it's could like be, the like, a lovable comedic relief, like, frog character, I'd be all over that. Oh, you think so? Yeah. That would really sell it for you? Yeah. Like, maybe Jamaican-inspired or something. I don't know. <laughs> So that that would really that that would really that bump it up, or maybe what about like little teddy bears like walking around? No, oh, that sounds cool too. Yeah, and like taking down like the bad guys, <laughs> little teddy bears just winning. I, that would be awesome to see that. Yeah, well, that sounds like a great comedy. You're in luck. <laughs> so yeah, so Star Wars is turning 40 years old uh, this week, which is, uh, I mean, I was not alive when it first came out. No, we are we are both younger than 40. That is correct. Um, What's like your earliest memory of Star Wars? Uh, I I remember watching Episode Four before it was Episode Four. I it might have even been before it was called A New Hope. 
I when don't. did they start calling it a new hope? I think they started calling it a new hope with the re-releases in 97, but I'm not 100% right, positive. That, that sounds about right for my timeline because this would have been the 90s, like before that yeah so it was just star wars i i it was on tv in my house and mm-hmm. i just remember it being like mesmerized i watched the whole thing yeah and then it was like my favorite movie yeah especially and my favorite scene was the ending scene the the trench run the trench run so I just, good i just love that yeah yeah and then from then on i was like i love star wars i remember i saw it my dad took me to see it in the re-releases the the special editions in 97 and i saw episode four five and six and then one, two, and three, and then seven and Rogue One, and, and all those other ones. I, I think I was young enough to not even realize that it had like sequels. I, I probably didn't see them right away. It's interesting that you say that. I remember specifically when Episode One came out. I was in kinder, uh, first grade or kindergarten, and I remember seeing a poster for it, and it had like Qui Gon and Obi Wan and everything on it. And I thought that Qui Gon was Luke because he had a green lightsaber, so I thought that was Luke older. He had a beard. Mm-hmm. I thought that. Obi-Wan was Han Solo and that he just became a Jedi. <laughs> this is 100% true. I thought that Queen Amidala was Princess Leia because she went from being a princess to a queen. So I thought that like made total that actually, sense. That makes sense, yeah. And I thought that Jar Jar was Chewbacca <laughs> that got shaved. <laughs> and that's what he looked like. That's what I remember. And I don't remember Darth Maul. I don't know what I thought he was. Maybe I just thought he was like a new bad you guy. You probably thought he was like R2-D2 that like <laughs> came out of his trash can. Well, I saw R2-D2 in the posters, so I knew that was R2-D2. Oh, okay. Maybe right. C-3PO just lost all of his his, uh, his like plates. Like he repainted himself and yeah. put horns on. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what he did. So, so yeah. And then I remember then when episode two came out, like I understood what it was actually about now. That's good. So I'm glad you figured it out. Yeah. It, t- it took me a little bit. Yeah. All right. So in honor of the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, um, we have a, a special fight going on. A three-part. A three-part fight. Most Star Wars fans consider there to be like three eras of Star Wars I agree. fans. I agree. There's the original trilogy fans of episodes four, five, and six. There's the prequel era fans of episodes one, two, and three. And then I'm going to kind of call this like the Disney era because uh, I don't think it's fair to call it the sequel era because we've only had one so far and mm-hmm. Rogue One. Yeah, and we're including Rogue One in that, which isn't a sequel right exactly so it's like the disney era i like that it'll be the disney era it's the disney era so there's like these three generations the people who grew up and like their kids and then possibly their kids also all of them who love different types of star wars like there are there are uh, like younger kids who love the prequels and think the originals like are not as Uh, good as the prequels i'm sure there is i mean they definitely like have the special effects yeah i just yeah if you if you've seen the originals first you realize that they're yeah they're way better even though we were talking about today like there's a lot of things about the originals that aren't great yes like dialogue and acting the dialogue yeah the delivery sometimes is not great it just had like some it had like it had heart i guess or something i don't know yeah i mean i feel like they were buying into it yeah like they oh yeah like they embraced it like they didn't think like this is dumb like they knew it was like silly sounding but they're like we're totally gonna eat it up and just go for it yep yeah, like the the effects, the the score, uh, the people that they got to be in it. You know, having Peter Cushing and Alec Guinness and uh, Harrison Ford was uh, like kind of like a no name at the time. He's only was in a couple things, but yeah, it was it was huge. Unfortunately, we weren't around to really understand the impact that it had. No, we but did you not. can kind of see it today that it's one of the biggest things out there. 
So, we're going to do three-part fight. One part is going to be about the original trilogy. One part is going to be about the prequel trilogy. And one part is going to be about the Disney era. That's right. We're going in release order. Yes, we are. Is that your suggested order of watching Star Wars? I have a... Cr- uh, uh, this is my order. If I was inter- introducing it to a new fan, yep. I would say watch 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, Rogue One, 4, 5, 6, 7. You're just telling them to repeat four, five, and six. So that way they see four, five, and six first. That way they get it. I agree. I think they're the best to watch first. Then you. So it's pretty much watch four, five, and six, and then watch it in chronological order. That's what I would recommend. Okay. Because then you see one, two, and three. You see kind of how it happens. You see Rogue One, and then you see four, five, and six again as kind of like a refresher, and then you go into seven. That's great. If people come to you and are like Steve. I've never seen Star Wars, and I have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the problem. What order should I watch that's, them in? <laughs> I know. That's the problem. So that's what I would say, but if you don't want to rewatch them, I would just say in release order. That's what I would say, too. Yeah. Because if you watch them in chronological order, all the thing, all the surprises are given away. Like Darth Vader being Luke's father yeah, that will is given not away. Be a surprise. Luke Even and though, Le- I mean, most people I, probably it's know. It's hard not to know that. Luke and Leia uh, being brother and sister is given away. Uh, just, I mean, pretty much everything. It's not really a surprise anymore at that point. Agreed. So, what about you? Um, I would also say release order. Uh-huh. Although I have watched them in uh, what is called the Machete Order. Yes, I have heard where of the you machete watch order. four, five, and then you go to the prequels and watch one, two, three mm-hmm. before watching six. That serves as like a little flashback. Yep. Yeah. So, you, so you, you're left on a cliffhanger. Right after uh, Luke uh, got his hand chopped off, found out Darth Vader's his father. Right. So you got that big reveal. Right. And then you go back and, and see, that. see how that plays that out. came to be. And then I guess you just throw seven in there at the end That's, now? This, that order I was before seven came out, so I guess, yeah, I guess you just... And then Rogue the One kind of throws it off, too. That is true. Yeah. Because it's another prequel. I guess so. that's if you're just sticking along with the, just the saga let's films. Let's just do release order. Yeah. It's getting really confusing. Yeah, it's really, really confusing at that point. So for our original trilogy battle, uh, we're doing something I thought was interesting. We yeah. have chosen two less popular bounty hunters. Yes. From the original trilogy. Yes. And we're going to tell you about them, and we're going to tell you who would win in the fight. That's it. Want to go first? I would love to go first. Go right ahead. So I have chosen the... Robot assassin, IG88. Yes. So I believe he's introduced not by name in. I don't think he's yeah, ever referred I don't, to. I don't a think name. either of our characters referred to by name. Um, and they're only on screen fifteen seconds. Yeah, you, you see them both of our characters when Darth Vader calls a bunch of bounty hunters to find Han Solo. Yes. So that's that's Boba Fett's in that scene. Yep. He's a little more memorable. I believe is that when they're in Cloud City. They are on the um, Stardust, the Super Star Destroyer, just outside of the asteroid field, I believe. Okay. So, and then they go to Cloud City from there, and that's where Boba Fett follows them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. No problem. Um, so you really, you really don't learn. You don't really know their backstory. There's some interesting bounty hunters in that yeah. lineup. Some of the best of the best, really. Darth Vader spared no expense. I guess he sent out, like, uh, probably put up a Craigslist ad. <laughs> Whatever you do in the future. <laughs> bounty Hunter Wanted. Yeah. To find. I wonder if he just said Bounty Hunter Wanted or if he said, like. It's probably common enough. They just say BHW. That means Bounty Hunter Wanted. And okay. then, like, you put, like, BHW seeking scurvy scoundrel. Well, that's the thing. Do you think he put, like, Han Solo and Boba Fett saw it and was like, yo, totally in on it? Because he would want to do that for Jabba. Maybe. So I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe, yeah, Boba Fett had some, some skin in that game. Anyway, IG-88, he's a robot. I believe he's the only robot there. He, uh, there, there's a, there's another one that kind of looks like a robot. I'm not sure. That says a lot when you can't tell if something's a robot. Yeah, he kind of looks like a C-3PO body, but his head is really, really odd looking. Kind of looks like, like, okay. a, like a bumblebee head. All right. Yeah. Thanks for calling me out on that. No problem. IG-88 on, yeah. may not have been the only robot. He may have been the he only... He clearly looks like a robot, though. He is very obviously yes, a robot. Very His head looks like a tin can. Yes. With a couple red dots on it. Yep. Yep. Um, IG-88 IG is a... Or Iggy 8s, as you can call him. Iggy 8. That's what they call him <laughs> on the streets of uh, Coruscant. Coruscant, Iggy 8. Anyway. He's a class 4 assassin droid. Ooh. He has masculine programming. I mean, I think that means he's like basically a male droid but like droids don't have gender they just have masculine programming maybe the way he acts <laughs> i don't know yeah um so interesting backstory about iggy yates um he he was created by Holowan laboratories which i believe were like heavily involved in robot creating during the clone wars yes it seems to be that uh, i saw that in my uh, they, research they, as well. this sounds like they were just a typical like shady corporation making making secret robot projects because uh Iggy 8 happened to be their first uh, secret robot. He was also known as Flutroid. Flutroid. P-H-L-U-T. And then they're like, that yes, sounds dumb. We'll just call that. him IG-88. Yeah, and it sounds so much cooler. Yeah. And um, so according to his backstory, upon his creation, he realized his skill and desire to kill the moment he was first activated. It's like the moment he was... He just turned, flipped the switch. He's like, must kill. <laughs> I am good at it. We've never heard him talk too in the movie, so that could be so extremely he does, accurate. He does have a vocoder, which would let him talk, but there are different types, so we don't know if he could only talk in beeps, okay, or if he could actually like communicate with like uh, human speech. Yes. So right, you're right. We never heard him talk, so we don't actually know. But according to things he has, he does have the ability to like make sounds. Um, he went rogue. And from that moment on, he became one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy. Man, IG-88. You just look at him. He looks scary. He was also the chief rival of the notorious bounty hunter, Boba Fett. Yes, I saw that they were rivals. And I also saw that people were terrified of him and the IG-88 robot, whatever it was called again, the assassin droid. Yeah. Because of the fear that they had during the Clone Wars of, like, these robots and what they could do. Oh, because it did say that Boba Fett was afraid of droids. Out of fear of droids. I guess that makes sense probably because of the the Clone Wars. He was a young kid during that time period. Yeah. So he probably had bad experiences. Yeah. He got the last laugh. I'll I'll mention that later. But here's just... Here's what IG-88 is packing. Oh, jeez. It's It's extensive, right? Yeah, it's it's like... It's really crazy. I don't know where he fits at all. He's a pretty skinny robot. He has a blaster rifle. Pretty standard. Concussion disc. I don't know. I guess that's like a grenade that can, like, disorient you. Like a flashbang. A DAS-430 neural inhibitor. Now, that's unique to IG-88. He has space... I think it's like a gun. It shoots like this green kind of like plasma blast, I'm calling it, even though it's probably not correct. Okay. And it would... It could hurt you and slow you down. Like, I guess it interferes with like your neuron function. Your your brain can't tell your body to like move right, so you like slow down. He has a flamethrower. He has a needle dart gun. Oh, jeez. He has poison darts. Oh, boy. He has pulse cannons. He has a sonic device. You might be thinking, what's a sonic device? I was too, so I clicked on it. Here's the definition of a sonic device. It's a dangerous weapon installed into the body of IG-88. 
<laughs> That's all it said on Wikipedia. That's all it says. <laughs> maybe it's like the sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who, or maybe it just makes sounds. Maybe it makes loud sounds. Maybe. Maybe it's like a like a sound pulse. I'm not sure. They it's do have those in episode two. Remember when Boba Fett or, or Django is chasing Obi Wan in the asteroid field, and he shoots away the bomb or something? Or what's he well, doing? he has like the sonic charge, and it goes. Boong. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't know if he has like. Maybe he has them. I don't know. Maybe he has little ones that fit in his pocket. That'd be crazy. He has toxic gas dispenser. He's a robot. He doesn't need to breathe. So is that like farting? No. Maybe that's just maybe that's just like their way of politely, politely saying that he farts. I don't think robots can fart. Toxic gas dispenser. I think I think that's what they're trying to say. I don't think so. All right. He has vibro blades, which is like a fancy name for a knife. Okay. Here's some defenses he has. Defenses and equipment. Acid-proof servo wires. Don't pour acid on them. Won't do anything. Heat sensor. I think you're cold-blooded, so that might not be that useful. Sound sensor. Gonna that, hear you. Yeah. And the vocoder that I already mentioned, which like lets droids like make sounds. He he he's like Inspector Gadget of droids. Really is. He, he's he's uh he's packing it. He is compensating for something probably. Possibly. You can draw that conclusion if you'd like. He has a lot of weapons. He does. On the flip side, my guy has no weapons. What? He, he, he doesn't? Has, he has one. He only has one weapon? He, he only has one weapon from what I found. But he also has something else. Okay. So I am choosing Bosk, the bounty hunter Bosk. Bosk. Um, he has been described as, from Robot Chicken, as the alien that Kirk fights in Star Trek. <laughs> he does um, look like that. Which is what he kind of looks like. He is um, wearing a yellow pilot-looking jumpsuit, which, fun fact, was actually a outfit from a leftover Doctor Who episode and that's they funny. and they Maybe just put a like alien a yeah they just put an alien uh, I, I would him. call Bosca like a lizard man he's like a lizard man exactly um, and he's the one that he's not wearing any shoes <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that I didn't know that was a thing yeah because at one point uh, the one Imperial like looks up and you see his like toes like hanging over the uh, the curve and Bosch just looks at him and the only sound he makes is like he makes that like this like little hissing sound kind of thing at him and that's the only thing he ever says in so that. he did get a line though so he does get a line that's pretty cool yes so that's all you see of him in the Empire Strikes Back uh, he does however have canonical appearances in the TV shows The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels in The Clone Wars he is a mentor to young Boba Fett and he also works along other bounty hunters like Ara Singh and Asajj Ventress, who's kind of like a Sith apprentice to Count Dooku. And he also, uh, in Star Wars Rebels, works alongside Ezra Bridger, who is kind of the main antagonist of that show, who's like a young, Force-sensitive child. Bosk is really putting himself in the main plot. He really is, yeah. He's trying to get in there. He is a Trandoshan from the planet Trandosha. He is male. Do you know what Trandoshan rights were like in uh, the Star Wars universe? I'm assuming it's not that good. All, it doesn't seem like aliens had much rights in like the Star Wars. Well, under the Empire, I should say. The Empire was kind of like anti-alien. Same as now. Still, trans people are treated unfairly, too. What do you mean? Like in America? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Star Wars. I'm making universe, a though. joke. Okay. I was kind of confused where you were going with that. <laughs> um, he, well, Looking at equipment-wise here, he has a blaster gun. It's a mortar gun. It's a Relby V-10. But he also has a light freighter ship, which is called the Houndstooth. So he does have a vehicle that, he, nice. that he can use. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually really uh, well known for hunting Wookiees. I saw that. I was yeah. going to use that against you. Like, who hunts Wookiees? Trandoshan Bosk does. 
Yeah, there's actually an episode of um, the Clone Wars where you see him hunting. Uh, actually, I think it, this episode's Young Jedi. He's hunting like young Jedi that accidentally like are on the planet or something. Man, I believe that's harsh. Yeah, Galactic Peta would be all over him. So, oh, totally. They would they would take him down. But then also he's in it. He's a lizard. So then they kind of be you know also breaking their own laws here. So uh, yeah, so he is not going to hold back, especially when it comes to something as cute and cuddly looking as a Wookiee. I mean, he's he's going to go straight for it. He's going to have no problem whatsoever. So that's what we're looking at for Boskier. Alien lizard man going against IG-88, the robot, robot with a bajillion with a bajillion weapons. Yeah, he had a desire to kill from birth. This is true, and he knew it right away. He's like, Must he kill. he also had a destiny for dying because he does end up dying. IG-88. He does. He does get killed by Boba Fett, which is interesting because who helped train Boba Fett? Bosk, transitive property, my friend. That's actually the closest you've been to being correct about the transitive <laughs> property on this podcast. You try to mention it a lot, and usually it's totally irrelevant. I'm dropping it right but now. But this, this is close. Boss Kelp trains Boba Fett. Boba Fett kills IG-88. Therefore, Boss kills IG-88. So I actually couldn't find out how Boba Fett killed IG-88. Did you happen to see it? No. It happened when... So basically, they're looking for Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. IG-88 apparently is like, I can't find him, but I'll just, Boba Fett probably will. I'll just follow him. So he follows him to Bespin. And Boba Fett realizes that he's being tailed, and he kills him, takes him out. Yeah. So I don't know if he used his ship, like if he just shot his ship, or how he actually how they actually fought. IG-88 does have a ship, also. I don't know if you saw that in your research. I I didn't really see that. No. Yeah. He did. He does have a ship. So I assumed he did. He could. Like, yeah, it'd maybe. be pretty hard to travel without one. That you'd have to hitchhike or like Uber everywhere. <laughs> could you take me to Bespin, please? <laughs> I wonder how he knew that's where Han Solo was. He must have been following no, Boba Fett. No, he—that's he had no idea where Han Solo was. He did follow Boba. Fett. Oh, he did follow Boba Fett. That was his plan. Oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I can't do it. I'll just follow. So, Boba Fett. so there you go. Fight's over. Should we just move on to the next? Well, the next you thing? can't really say that because Boba Fett killed me in the movies that he doesn't win our fight. I could, you know, just saying, he's got this, he got the skills from Boss. So if Boss taught him those skills. Then <gasps> Boss must be pretty good then. I, it depends what skills he used. Like, if he just shot his ship down, that's more just like he had a better ship. Element of surprise. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the, the Houndstooth, pretty pretty decent ship. Is it? It's got shields and some weaponry. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, in a one-on-one fight on the ground, I think you're I think you're getting destroyed. What, what's your tactics? Uh, I have, like, 18 weapons. I'll just pick one. I'll okay. be like, pick one. I'll probably lay down some flamethrower because I, I feel like lizards wouldn't do well with flamethrower. Boss is going to keep his distance. All right, then I just pull out the old uh, DAS-430 neural inhibitor when you're trying to run away. Slows you down. Shoots you with the blaster rifle. Bosk is very agile. He can hop around, move around. Like He's he's very used to hunting Wookiees, which are very quick, so he's able to move around as needed in order to get away as well. Well, the room's also filled with toxic gas from my toxic gas dispenser. You know what? If you didn't have that, <laughs> if you didn't have that burrito, you know what? IG-88 would have been totally what's, fine. What's your attack plan? You're just going to hopefully rely on your blaster there he's gonna be using the blaster and he's gonna come in close he's good with hand-to-hand he's combat. gonna come in close now because before you were staying away because of the flamethrower at first yes i'm gonna stay away and i'm gonna let you use all of your gasoline or <laughs> whatever you're using for your flamethrower once he used it all i'm gonna come in because bosk is also good hand-to-hand combat he's gonna come in and that's where he's just gonna start like taking you apart it's gonna be tough you're gonna have to get the right parts of the robot like if you just like I'm going right i'm going right for the head 
Right for that. Going head. right in, taking off your. You said it's a tin can. Maybe be, I have a can opener with me. I'm just gonna, you know, use it to take off his head. You know, maybe IG88 doesn't need uh, his head to function. I'm not sure how he works. Yeah, we're not really too sure what he could do. I would assume he does. He needs his head. I would think so. It looked important. It had kind of like his blinky red lights. Why do they always put like the droids <laughs> most po- like valuable functions in the head? Because we design our robots after humans and want them to have heads, even though they don't need them at all. I guess that's true. We should just design like a uh, little circle, like like BB-8. Just put everything in a little sphere. Might work better. Around. I don't know. I have, I have a vibra braid at close range. You know, that's a knife. I have robot reflexes. I'm gonna like just be running diagnostics on you. You're gonna be coming in. <laughs> Slice you. Think so? Flamethrower you. I could throw a concussion disc to disorient you. How does a IG-88, like, power himself? Like, does he use the sun? Uh, does he got to recharge? I don't know. He might have, like, some type of um, nuclear power device. I don't know. What, 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 so you're pretty much like a nuclear bomb now? Like Probably. Like, oh, my gosh. Do they have nuclear bombs in the Star Wars universe? I don't know if they have that as a source uh, of energy. That, that's actually the plot of Episode Eight. Oh, that's right. The Empire is trying to develop uh, a nuclear weapon, a nuclear bomb right. that will eliminate the Last Jedi. Yeah, which is why I believe so. That's right. The Last they Jedi they need sense. it. Yeah, it's going to be able to blow up galaxies. Galaxies! Mm-hmm. Holy smokes! Okay. A really big nuclear bomb. So uh, you know, uh, since uh, Bosk is such an expert hunter, marksman, uh, if he's like waiting it out, he could just like wait until IG-88 like needs to recharge or something along those lines you know he needs to sit down plug himself into the yeah, wall he has like an infinite power source what if what if he forgets his USB charging port how is he gonna be able to you know <laughs> or what if it's like a weird one he, he like uses USB mini and they only have micro <laughs> oh, on the he'd be screwed yeah he'd be like man does anyone can anyone borrow an adapter anyone have a lightning port I need to I need to hook myself up here I wonder if robots did have issues like that or or what what if he gets a message from the was it the Holowan company? Yeah, he gets a Holowan company message saying, "Ooh, the new OS update. You got to take a second. <laughs> you got to sit down. You got to update yourself. He, got, he has to get a whole during, new operating system." During a battle situation, he would just click "Remind me later," and he would get it after he killed you. But he would have forgotten to say like "When remind me later," and you know it has that option to like restart in like one minute when you hit like "Remind me later." He might he might hit that button. Which will I, cause I, him to restart right I in the middle of the I think you're right. Battle. The only way that you could beat me is if I accidentally, you know, incapacitated myself. Yes. <laughs> I completely agree with that <laughs> fact. Yes. Uh, I think we've covered our robots pretty – or our bounty hunters pretty well. I really think we have too. In hindsight, Bosk was not really a good choice. I mean, he has some cool history from the Clone Wars though that's like interesting reading. I mean, yeah. I mean, that stuff's really, really cool, but – it's it's just cool. Yeah, exactly. That's it's all it is. That special. No. At, at one point, I think he's holding some hostages, and they get he gets um, Ahsoka actually saves some hostages and like disarms him. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounded like a good scene. I didn't see that episode. And he also he Boba Fett wants revenge against Mace Windu. And right. There's, and there's this really great episode where like Boba Fett wants to kill Mace Windu, which is such a cool idea. And Bosk and I forget who else. Someone else is trying to help. Boba out to do this, yeah. And Bosk and Boba Fett end up getting arrested for, right. for their, for their right. attempt to kill Mace Windu. That's so right. they like, got busted. So right there, I mean, Boba Fett wasn't perfect at first. They did escape from prison, though. But, yes, they did that escape from pretty prison cool too. Yeah, so he does have skills escaping from prison. Actually, but they escaped based on using a diversion where I think Obi Wan Kenobi was in prison pretending to be someone else. Yeah, and got in a fight with Boba Fett. Yes, 
So yeah, so there's this there's this like three episode story arc where Obi Wan Kenobi like infiltrates a jail to try to find out information about an attempted assassination. I think it might be on Mace Windu. I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. I for, I forget. Well, anyway, man. so he goes through like facial reconstruction surgery to look different, and he like shaves his beard and everything like that, and he goes into jail to try to like infiltrate like the prisoners to find out like what's going on and everything. So Obi Wan is kind of mixing with like Boba Fett and and Bosk in jail. Interesting. That is a, that is just fascinating. Clone the Clone Wars show. It's on Netflix. It's actually pretty good. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I, I mean, it looks it's, good to me. Yeah, it's uh, the movie that that started off was really really bad, but like seasons like three, four, five, and six are are pretty decent. So that's our original trilogy fight. Original trilogy, Bosk, IG88, uh, IG88, classic Iggy bounty Iggy hunters, Iggy Eights. Let's move on to the the prequel trilogy. The prequels. Here. The prequels are a very touchy subject among Star Wars fans, <laughs> to say the least. Yes. You either hate them, you love them. I mean, there's some people in the middle. I'm I, kind of I'm, in the middle. I'm in the middle. I would say, yeah. Yeah. There, it, it, I feel like there's some good ideas. Maybe just wasn't executed to the best of its abilities. I would definitely agree with that. So, Chris, what are we arguing here in honor of the prequel era of the Star Wars uh, franchise? Um, trying to be a little creative we're gonna tell you uh the most annoying character from the prequels that's right and did we decide are we gonna argue are they and who would be the most annoying could annoy someone to death or are we just gonna say general annoying uh i, I think who would who would win in annoying someone to death all right i, think, I mean this is the who would win cast that's we have to true. have some sort of scenario here yeah who would annoy someone to death all right let's do it all right i picked anakin <sighs> prequel anakin which one because there's two prequel uh, I mean, this will mostly be the teenager. Or so, like, like the Hayden Christensen? The Hayden Christensen. Not the Jake Lloyd. I have one. a little bit of Jake Lloyd, but, like, just for quotes. Okay, that's fine. That, uh, that's the same character. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So, and I just say, say quotes. It's, it's mostly because he just has some of the worst dialogue in Star Wars. Perhaps. I, I just looked up, like, worst Star Wars quotes, and he has, like, half of them. Aww. Let me read you some. Love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I thought that Hayden Christensen was here in the building. <laughs> oh, oh, just wait. I'm haunted by the kiss that you <laughs> never should have given me. Even though he went for it. Th- th- that's actually, I have a couple examples of scenes that are just like, what is happening? Yeah. And th- like any love scene with Hayden Christensen and, pa- and Padme is just like cringeworthy, like awful. Like it's creepy. Like he's saying creepy things. I, I don't understand those, that dialogue at all. Uh, here's some Jake Lloyd dialogue. Are you an angel? <laughs> a what? <laughs> is that what she said? Yeah. Do they not know what an angel is? So uh, the deep space pilots talked about them. They're the most beautiful creatures oh. in the universe. <laughs> they live on the moons of Iago, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're actually in the Clone Wars a TV show. There's an episode. Angel, where, there's an episode where they like meet the angels. Are they Are they beautiful? Do they have angel wings? I think they do. I think they're women. I forget. All right. This is one of the best quotes. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like here. I, I've actually heard people defend that quote. Everything here is rough. Not rough. It's smooth. People have defended that quote? Yeah, I've heard like explanations for why that makes total sense. Why? Because he lived on Tatooine? I don't remember. Honestly, I don't know. People have been like, oh, it was really dumb for uh, Obi-Wan to put uh, Luke on Anakin's home planet with his uncle and keep his last name and keep his last name and people are like yeah but he hates sand he's not going to Tatooine <laughs> so it's actually a pretty good play it's like that how, part that part was good makes total sense probably should have changed his name to be fair but 
And some people were thinking, like, hey, how come Darth Vader didn't go on, like, the beach of Scarif during Rogue One to, like, fight? And everyone's like, sand, he's not going down there. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. makes sense. Makes yeah. total sense. He was busy in his ship. He was. He, he was very busy. Yeah, he did have things to do. Um, I think this is an, an Anakin quote. I sense Count Dooku. I sense a trap. <laughs> is that what Obi-Wan says? Yeah, and then Anakin goes, next move. And Obi-Wan says, bring the trap. <laughs> um, I have the power! Unlimited power. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm calling a false, false, I assume that false was start. Anakin? That is that is Palpatine. That is Emperor. When Palpatine. does he say that? That is when he's lightning uh, Emperor right. uh, I, Mace Windu. In I the thought face. that might have been him. Yeah, he goes unlimited power. That's right. That's yeah. A good. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, now this is pod racing. Yeah, there you go. Yep, that's it. And he's not even pod racing. <laughs> he's he's flying a Naboo starfighter up above the planet to take down the droid control ship. It's not pod racing. You're right. Yeah. This is totally not all right, like wait, pod wait, wait, racing wait. at all. I'm kind of helping you out here right now. So Anakin, suppo- he says he's a great pilot in episode one, right? He uh, says he – I don't know if you remember that. He says I'm a – about pi- the pod racer? Though, right? he, well, he says I'm a pilot, you know, and one day I'm going to fly away from this place, right? Like, So it makes it seem like he's like a great pilot or whatever, and he like knows everything. Oh, like, he had no clue how to fly the Naboo That's what I'm pilot. talking about. He goes, where's the trigger? And he hits like these buttons that no way is that the trigger. He hits like the start button, and then he hits like the put and drive button, and then he goes, oh, here it is, the one that's clearly the trigger. That's always pissed me off. That's, he's supposed to be such a dumb. great pilot. Why does he think that's the I, trigger? I just assumed he meant pod racer pilot. Like, that's the only thing he knows how to pilot. I'm sure that is the only thing he knew how to pilot, and he thought that that just applied to spaceship skills. Oh, man. What a yeah. dumb dumb. Yeah. I got a couple more quotes. I won't read them all, even okay. though they're, they're great. Yeah. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Yeah, he had a bad point of view there. I, I knew that one was Anakin. Oh, here's another, like, weird love quote about him. Oh, unless Padme says this. Oh, Padme says this, doesn't she? I thought we had decided not to fall in love, that we'd be forced to live a lie, and it would destroy our lives. Padme. He says something weird in response, probably, though. Now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. <laughs> My heart is beating, hoping that that kiss, kiss will, will not, not become, become a scar. scar. Yeah. That's that's like... I don't know. Like, he got, like, a like a tattoo, or... He's trying to be edgy. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he is. So how is that going to make him... Like, well, want someone to kill themselves, right? Because then you just say like the fight is like who would win right. in making his. All right, here's some specific. Oh, right, here's another quote. Did I say hit the nose? I love that. No, hit the nose. Yeah, hit it's... the nose. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, well, why would you want to kill yourself? His his, his dialogue is so bad uh-huh. that you that you're just gonna be like, all right, I don't think you're actually gonna kill yourself, but like, it's pretty bad. He says really dumb stuff. Creepy love scenes. Just a weird relationship with Padme. Like when they're like sitting in like her house or whatever. And like the fireplace. And that, that scene is just so weird. It's also her fault. Why is she wearing that seductive clothing? <laughs> she was. If, she, if she doesn't want well, Anakin she, to fall in love with she her. She liked him though. I mean she was kind of into it. Eh, I don't, uh, you don't think so? You think he just totally won her over? No. I don't think she was really <laughs> into it. Wait, even like when they got married you're like eh, she's kind of just... No, the only when she said "I truly, deeply love you" in the Genosis Arena, then I'm thinking, all right, this she she loves him now. Gotcha. For some weird reason, out of nowhere. Um, it was annoying to me that Anakin killed all those kids because I felt like that was a really quick turn in his character from like conflicted to 
totally evil murdering a bunch of kids. You go nine minutes earlier, I believe, in the in like the DVD, he is like, no, Palpatine, don't kill Mace Windu. He's a good guy. And then nine minutes later, he's killing. You know, I, like, that always bothered me. Yeah. And maybe like he's so annoying he'll accidentally kill you because he doesn't understand character development. <laughs> the character doesn't <laughs> understand character development? He doesn't understand how people grow as people. Okay. He's like, oh, I want to learn a lesson about how to be, uh, let's say, um, a better friend. Yeah. Five minutes later, he kills you because he did it. He just didn't understand how to do it. Yeah. That'd be rough. Could you imagine that? Like, hey, Anakin, how are you? Oh, I'm good, kidster. Thanks. And then, like, ten minutes later, he's killing him. Yeah. And then um, he did kill Padme by his dumb annoyingness. His, his unwillingness to, like, realize what was actually going on. And be like, maybe I shouldn't work with all the bad guys. Maybe this bad guy's lying to me to gain more power and influence. Maybe. Maybe that was really obvious to everyone. Including his wife, who told him, like, multiple times. She died of a broken heart. Exactly. It was broken by Anakin's dumbness. I think it was a heart attack. I I actually think she was annoyed to death by Anakin, and they didn't want to say that, because, like, it sounded... Like, it'd be a little callous for the doctor to be like, she died of being annoyed to death. And they would be just be like, what? By who? Like, Anakin. Oh. <laughs> I see that. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. That's why Anakin's annoying to me. All right. Fair enough. I'm going with another very annoying Star Wars character. I'm sure everybody is predicting who I'm going to bring up. The infamous Jar Jar Binks. One of, one of the greats. One of the greats, I guess you could say. Some of his lines here, I mean, they're all classics. Everybody <laughs> probably knows them. I'm going to see if I can do them justice. Missy called Jaja Binks. Missy, your humble servant. What do you think? Is that, that pretty good? That was fantastic. Think that was pretty good? Um, I speak. Which means like I speak, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you should follow me now, okie day. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. I'm telling you, they're all they're all uh, fan favorites. All right, here we go. Misakazi, one or two little bitty accidents. You to say Boomerigasa, then crash into Borsebler, then perished. Tanya, this is nutsin. Oh, Goobafish. Uh, let's see. Oh, moi moi, I love you. This is this is coming from a Huffington Post article, by the way, called Ten Quotes That Jar Jar Bing Says That Ruined Star Wars Episode One." <laughs> Um, let's see. I'll do uh, a couple more. Excuse me. Another good one. Um, no again, no again. Da. Being a hero about crazy. We shall be whopped and crunched. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I liked quoting Jar Jar when I was a kid, and I like really wanted to work hard to like get that well, voice down. When I saw episode one, I did not hate Jar Jar. I was too young. I, don't I, I, really... I was just a kid. I was like, he's a funny little guy. And that's been like a topic of debate because like George Lucas is like, it's a it's a movie the, for kids. Yeah. Like if you watch the original Star Wars, I guess you could say it's a movie for kids. Uh, I think you'd be wrong, but I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Like like that like thirteen year old in you, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But then like if you're gonna have a movie for kids, why are you talking about trade disputes <laughs> and like bureaucrats and like C-SPAN for monsters and like I don't know like double crossing senate votes like i don't know yeah uh, trade federation right but, yeah. exactly uh so jar 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 is so annoying that qui-gon jinn died because of jar jar banks whoa 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 yes please explain yes so because i thought qui-gon jinn died 
Because Darth Maul stabbed him. Yes, he did. Okay. Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Oh, you're, pulling, you're bringing this up. Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord here. All right. All right. But you're going to have to relate this to his annoyingness killing him. Yes. Okay. Since, Darth, Dar, since Jar Jar Binks is a very, very powerful Sith Lord, he can see the future. He can see what's going to happen. He knows that Darth Maul is eventually going to kill Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. He's going to tell us the Qui-Gon Jinn. He's going to say, Oh, uh, Master Qui-Gon, you're going to be killed one day by this guy over here. And Qui-Gon's probably like, what are you talking about? Like, he's probably like, that you're, you're insane, Jar Jar. I don't know what you're talking about. And the more Jar Jar talks to him, he's probably like, you know what? I just want to leave this Earth because Jar Jar Binks is so awful. So when he's dueling Darth Maul, there's only one thing in his head right now. I could die and I get away from Jar Jar. <laughs> so when he's fighting Darth Maul, he's just going to raise his hand up and get smacked in the face with the lightning, with the lightsaber and then just die. And that way, it then allows Obi Wan to train Anakin because he knew that he couldn't train Anakin because he was already training Obi Wan. So it's a win win. Obi Wan gets to train Anakin, and Qui Gon doesn't have to deal with Jar Jar anymore. That it seems like a stretch. Hey, it's not bad logic. Yeah, makes sense. And you didn't say transitive property at all. So no. thank you for that. Just wait. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, he. He is the one who gives Chancellor Palpatine emergency powers. I know. Yeah. That's common evidence in these he's a Sith Lord argument. Exactly. He's giving he complete, does the vote. He's giving complete evidence right there. Another fun fact too is that the broken heart is not what kills Padme. It's Jar Jar Binks. Another again, seems like a stretch. Could you explain? Sure. He is the senator from Naboo. Who's the other senator from Naboo? Padme. Padme. She has to work with him day in, day out, right? Trying to draft legislation, right, for the galactic universe and for Naboo, right? And she's like, oh, Jar Jar, I think we should pass a law to lower taxes. And he goes, I think we should pass a law to have the water uh, Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, oh, my God. I'm like, how did this guy get elected? Which, if you look at our current political, you know, Uh, it's possible possible. exactly so she's gonna every single day she's like why am I dealing with this idiot and like they'd be eating food right and she's using a fork and knife and he'd use his tongue and like suck things up right and she like she's like you know what she's gonna get to the point where she's gonna say you know what if I have the opportunity to die I'm totally gonna take it that's what she's gonna do she's gonna be like you know what I'm gonna have a heart attack he's gonna give her a heart attack just because of how all the awful things he's done to her. And to spite her, you know what he's going to do? He's going to be at her funeral, which he is. If you watch episode three and you see her walking, her, her corpse going through Naboo, right behind her body is Jar Jar Binks. And he's walking <laughs> right behind her. I wonder if he like gave, like spoke at her ceremony or anything. I don't know. Well, we were walking one day and I really wanted the Gatorade and she wanted to lower taxes. And I said, but if we lower taxes, then we can't have the Gatorade. So we should have the Gatorade instead. Are you referencing idiocracy by saying turn the water into Gatorade? I'm not, no. Did they do that in there? Um, They're they're having a lot of problems because they've basically all become stupid in this future scenario. Okay. And one of the things they do is water all their crops with Gatorade. Oh, really? It's like a Gatorade. It's it's supposed to be like Gatorade. It's called Brondo, I think. It's got what plants crave. Okay. That's what the advertising says. Mm-hmm. It kills all their plants. So they don't have enough food. Oh, wow. So they, um, I forget if they, somehow a guy from the past got there and he has to fix everything. He's the smartest man in the world. Okay. 
but he's like of average intelligence for like our age, so it's pretty funny. What kind of Gatorade were they, were they using? Like blue? Because it looks like water. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I don't know if they actually show them. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was gonna say yellow, but Jar Jar is also responsible for another famous death in the Star Wars universe. Okay, Jar Jar was down on his luck after Episode Three. Okay, he's gonna get voted out of office because people realize what he did—that they gave this guy emergency powers and that he was fighting to get. Gator, well, I, I don't Gator know if his Downs. office exists anymore. Didn't uh, Palpatine like dissolve the Senate? Not until Episode Four. So oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that's not for like another thirty years. Or, no, like uh, nineteen years. So, but this is this is the other death that's that's very important. So Jar Jar is going to get a job working on the Death Star, or probably maintenance man, just going around cleaning things up. Okay. You think he has the resume to be hired on the Death Star as a, as a the garbage man? I'm not saying he's, like, running the operation all here, right. all right? He's not the one shooting the laser, all right? He's a garbage man, okay? And one day, he's cleaning up the garbage, right? He's going around, doing his thing, and he looks, and in the, the corridor next to him is Darth Vader fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's like, Obi? Obi? Mr. So smiling to see you, sir. Obi-Wan Kenobi's going to see him, and he's going to go, oh, my God. He's going to say, no, this cannot be happening. So you know what Obi-Wan Kenobi does? He lifts up his hands and lets Darth Vader kill him right there on the spot because he saw Jar Jar Binks. That's, a, that's an interesting theory. No, it's a deleted scene. Jar Jar Binks is there. You it's can check it out. Scene. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks is All there right, on the I'll Death check Star. check it out. You can check I'll it out if you check want. check that scene out. Yes. So he's there. He's right there when it happens. And I'm telling So Qui-Gon, dead. Padme, dead. Obi-Wan Kenobi, dead. Now, there's one more. This is the last one. All right. Okay. So Jar Jar Binks was really lucky, and he was able to get off the Death Star before uh, it blew up. He actually he got he got transferred, and he was able to like escape. And then later, he's going to end up working on Star Killer Base in Episode Seven. They're going to give him the exact same job. He's going to be a maintenance guy. All right. One day, he's like. He's like cleaning up the garbage again, right? And he looks on this bridge and he sees his boss and his boss's father. And he's like looking. He's never met Han Solo before, so he really doesn't know who this guy is. Han Solo sees Jar Jar Binks. He's heard the legends. He's heard the stories. Kylo Ren isn't the one who kills Han Solo. Han Solo takes the lightsaber and stabs himself with it so that way he can die and get away from Jar Jar Binks. And Jar Jar Binks is actually going to be on Starkiller Base when he blows up. So so that's how Jar Jar dies? That's how Jar Jar dies. Sad. Yeah. Sad end. So, real quick. Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Padme, Han Solo. I, I will say, I feel like a lot of your examples were fictional and made up by you. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. I, I'm just pointing it out. That's how it seemed to me. Okay. You know? Fair enough. I don't know as much about Star Wars as you, so yeah. I, I don't know the you know, extensive backstory i mean you're only claiming one life here I'm, I'm giving you a whole list of evidence right now yeah but like i guess ours make this no mine makes a little more sense than yours because she did die of a broken heart related to anakin yeah so i mean that's less of a stretch than yours that's, but that's it one casualty okay <laughs> just just, you, just yours just, were very just, creative I mean, I, don't don't 
don't thank me. Thank George Lucas. <laughs> he's the, he's the one that that weave this web and all together to make this happen. All right, shall we move on to the next topic? All right, let's go to the last topic here. Okay, the Disney era. The Disney era. We got your Force Awakens, your Rogue One. We don't know anything about the Last Jedi, so we're really well, not incorporating. We know that. a little bit. We know the title. We know the title. We've seen the teaser trailer. We have seen the teaser tra- trailer. Have you watched it? Have you- yeah, I've seen it. Okay, I didn't know if you were going to try not to watch. It. I was going to, and then I watched it, and I was like, darn it. I was going to try to go without watching anything related to the Well, you could not watch the full trailer. I guess that's true. But they're pretty good with not giving things away. I think so, too. They made some good trailers. So I think I I, I can really, really trust them. I feel like I can, too. The only thing we really know is that Luke is, I think, going to talk. Right, we can we like can talk. we can assume yes. that he's going to be able to talk now. Well, you hear him talking. You though. do hear him talk, but you never see you his mouth move and his voice. He maybe just does narration in episode eight. Could you imagine the entire movie. No, no, that'd be horrible. That'd be, yeah. that'd be such a bad decision. It's like, hi, I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> this is my life. How did I get here? They they start off with like the classic like '80s like freeze frame. It's like record scratch. <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got here. Let's rewind. <laughs> Well, I was training my nephew, and then <laughs> he murdered all my pupils. Yeah, you know, he murdered I, my entire school. I left in disgrace. Yes, exiled myself. So, so I self-exiled. I did leave a map to myself on my R two droid, but I took a piece out. I forget where I put it. He left it with Lord Von Taka, right on the planet Jakku. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. So yeah, so we're gonna focus on just. The Force Awakens and Rogue One. And you actually came up with the idea for this, which is very, very creative, which you are a very creative person. So I want to give you 100% credit for this. Go ahead and tell the people what we're doing. All right. So we're doing a little, uh, little role swapping. Yes. We are taking the main good guy cast of Rogue One mm-hmm. and their mission, and right. we're swapping those with the main cast of Episode 7 mm-hmm. and their mission. So it'll be the the good guys of Rogue One trying to destroy Starkiller Base. Yes. Which you will argue. Yes. And then I will tell you about how the cast of Episode 7 would steal the plans to the Death Star. Love it. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Yes. Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll start first here. So we got we got a squad of six, and you also have a squad of six. Yeah. Do you want to list off your people real quick? Yes. So I have Jin Erso. I have Cassian Andor. I have Baze Malbus. I have Chirrut Imway. I have Bodie Rook. And I have uh, what's the droid's name? I can't believe I can't remember the like Nazi droid. Uh, what do you mean Nazi? Droid? I don't know. I thought he was kind of like a Nazi. Played by Alan Tudyk. Um, yeah, that's right. What's his name? Oh my gosh! I oh K two S O. I didn't actually remember a couple of the characters you said. I felt bad. Yeah, that's all right. K two S O. Okay, right. So he's an Imperial droid, reprogrammed. Imperial oh, that's droid. why I thought he was a Nazi because of the Imperial stuff. Oh yeah, he's a reprogrammed Imperial droid. Okay. Luckily, we are on a base, First Order base, right? But it's still associated well, with you, the how'd Empire. You get there? How do we get there? All right, so we're going to have a First Order ship being piloted by Bodhi Rook. Bodhi Rook was a pilot for the Empire, so he's going to know all their call signs, everything along those lines. That's going to let them fly in to Starkiller Base. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Just check it out. That's you. fine. We're going to land on the planet. Um, it might play out a little bit like Rogue One does. Like, we're going to be able to get some of their uh, uniforms. Like, they'll get on. Uh, they'll be able to walk in with uh, K2SO, who is an Imperial droid. 
So some people might be confused as to why an Imperial droid is on Starkiller base because we don't know if they still use that model or not. That's a good point. But it's a possibility that they still might because we've never seen them. doesn't mean that they don't use them anymore. Um, so we're going through here. K2SO has the ability to, like, plug into the system and find, um, like, locations to things, which, I mean, happens in uh, The Force Awakens. Like, they literally, Han Solo and them walk into an area and they, like, deactivate the shields and all those types of things. They always, You're right. They always can do that. So yeah. Plug in. Very, very simple. Plug into the first thing you all find. Yeah. Turn everything off. So the interesting thing in... Starkiller base in The Force Awakens, which I think people kind of overlook, is that there's an oscillator. And um, they say that if you destroy this oscillator, it might cripple the planet. It never says it will destroy the planet. It just says it could cripple the planet. But by them destroying the oscillator, that crippling the planet causes the planet to turn into a sun because it has all that energy into it. So I feel like in reality, it wasn't them trying to blow up the planet. It was just trying to deactivate the weapon. Right, because they had to basically suck up a sun to power it. So exactly. they had to contain a sun at the pl- inside the planet. Right. And that's when it was weak to this exploit. Right. So uh, Cassian is a master of rebel intelligence, so he's going to be able to find out any uh, relative information that he might need. Uh, Baze and Chirrut are really, really good with weapons. They have like really, really intense blasters and bombs and things like that. Uh, they're going to go into where the oscillator is located, and they're going to do what Rogue One does best. They're going to kill themselves, <laughs> and they're going to do a suicide mission, cripple uh, the planet, which was really the essential mission of The Force Awakens. Not to blow up the planet, but just to cripple the planet. And in essence, pretty much destroying the weapon, and the First Order will not be able to use that weapon uh, anymore. That's my argument. So That's it's gonna cool. a suicide mission again. Yeah, it's it's gonna play out very similar to Rogue One because they all have that necessary skills that they're gonna need in order to carry out the, their mission, get the uh, data that they need. They're probably gonna encounter some stormtroopers along the way, and they'll be able to take them out just like they did on the Battle of Scarif. So I think the the skills here are very very applicable. Thanks. That was a great explanation. Thank you. I hope mine makes as much sense as that. I'm excited to see what you're going to do. So, stealing the Death Star plan. So, oh, first of all, I, I'm going to have, um, who do I have? Uh, Finn. I have Ray. I have BB-8. I have Han Solo and Chewbacca. And Poe Dameron. Oh, that's good. That's a good squad. It's a good squad right that's there. A, that's a dream team right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. That's a, that's a cool, some cool people. Yeah. All right. So, first challenge that they had to do in Rogue One is like, find out where Death Star plans were, right? I mean, they didn't know immediately. Right. They actually... Did they even start off knowing exactly what the Death Star was, or they just knew there was some type of super weapon? They knew some type of super weapon uh, from Jin's father. Yes. So how are you going to find that out? All right. So we're going to use the extensive connections of the Rebel Alliance that um, Poe works for. I mean, Finn and Rey kind of get, like, roped into it. Yeah. I feel like they don't really and have how, any connections. And Han has a connection to Leia. I mean, Han's pretty connected to that. Well, he's only connected. He's not really connected to Leia, though, because like they 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 kind of split up. But this is going to be important. They're going to be like, hey, there's some there's some plans to a, a super weapon. We need to find it. We need okay. our best guy. Can you like put together a ragtag team and go find him? Okay. All right. So they're like, so they're going to know that there's a Death Star. Yeah. Okay. So now they got to get the plans. Right. And they're okay. like, oh, how do we get on Scarif? Okay. There's a shield around it. 
Okay. Luckily, the shield has a fractional refresh rate. Uh huh. So, using the great piloting skills of Han Solo, jump to light speed through the shield. So they're on. They're what ship are they using? The Millennium Falcon. So they're using the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Is that an issue? I mean, I'm just curious to see where you go on from here. Well, the Millennium Falcon light speed jumps inside the shield, mm-hmm. just like they had to do on Starkiller Base. Okay. Now, similar to that. I mean, you basically come out with, like, a fraction of a second to stop so you don't crash into the planet. Yeah. So let's assume they crash their, their ship in the same way. Okay. So they crash they, their ship. So they, that would probably alert some guards, in fairness. Some right? guards? I feel like that would, that would alert right. the entire luckily, Imperial Army. Luckily, this is timed with Poe Dameron leading the aerial fleet of the Rebels uh, as, like, a diversionary attack on the area. So so where? Over top of the over, planet? Over top. They can't get through the shield. They can't get through the shield. Okay, so that they're, was my question. they're attacking above, which is going to hopefully be like a bit of a distraction. Okay. Because they're on the ground. They're going to be like, oh, our ships are getting attacked. This one like crashed through. It probably They probably all died. Don't worry about that one. But those ones up there are shooting at us. We should, we should worry about them. Now, say, for example, Poe's X-Wing got shot, but it's not like destroyed, but it's malfunctioning. Who's going to fix it? Whatever droid is on his X-Wing. So he doesn't have BB-8? Oh, uh, we took BB-8 on the ground with us. So BB-8's on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we need him to do his little plug into stuff type thing. Okay. Because because we're gonna, I mean, did uh what K2SO or whatever? Mm-hmm. He he like died on uh, Scarif, right? Yeah. But he was able to find where the plans were, and then he kind of died fending him off. Yes. So we we would need a droid for that too to do a similar type of like plug in type of deal. Mm-hmm. So um. But luckily, he's a small little ball. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be suspicious of a little ball. They're not gonna see this giant, bright orange. Well, he's gonna be like hidden by the desk. He's gonna like reach up. He's gonna plug in. Even how's he gonna get there? He just rolls there. Don't 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 they gonna notice? There's chaos everywhere. There's fighting. Like okay, okay. I I left out some of the parts. Okay. So so they've they've crashed on. They've crashed down. They have a diversionary attack up ahead. Hopefully, keeping some heat off. They're they're still gonna have like troopers to worry about. So they're gonna split up. Han and Chewie are gonna split off just to like do what they do best. Just cause chaos just to like shoot stuff blow stuff up divert as much attention as they can just you know be be themselves then we're taking ray and finn i'm taking ray because she's like force sensitive like i i have what rogue one didn't have i have a jedi so well oh i'm sorry i I don't have a jedi it's a bit of a stretch yeah that that was a total stretch i I have a i have a force user okay it's pretty good i mean like she like mind controlled someone on like her second try She's pretty good with it. She's okay with a lightsaber. She's okay with a lightsaber. I think so. Yeah, mind tricks, and she was able to um, bring a lightsaber to her hand. I feel like that's the only two force things that she's done. I, I would argue she was like using the force while fighting with the lightsaber too. Okay. Um, but even is she going to have the lightsaber? Yes. Okay. So she's using her lightsaber now. Yeah, she's gonna. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna probably get in trouble because they're gonna have to get up on top. What was the reason they couldn't just download the plans in Rogue One? So, well, they they have the files, but they have to the, the files are too big, so they have to send them out of the giant saucer thing that's, out of the planet. That just sounds ridiculous. Like I was trying to say, BB-8 just like posts them on his like Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. The problem is what's surrounding the planet. It can't get through that shield. It can't get through the shield. So like, no one on that base can like call their families on a different planet or something. That's so inconvenient. they can't. If they, they can't. If they open the shield. That seems very inconvenient. I mean, if you got plans on there, 
as important as the Death Star plans, you're going to do your best to protect them. Yeah, but like how, they can't even do like online games either. They can't like connect to other players. Like it's just I think you're disconnecting with players around Scarif. Right? How many could there be? There's not that many people. Eighty six. <laughs> That's my guess. Anyway, Ball, ballpark in it. I I I feel like BB eight could just like you know beam up these plants. But anyway, say he can't. Fine. Say say maybe there's a chance Poe actually like breaks the shield and then they can send him out. Maybe he can't. That's fine. We can we can climb. Finn and Finn and Ray can climb up. They climb up to the top. Say, um, Huxley or what? Not Huxley. Um, General Hux. Hux. Yeah. Yeah. Say he shows up. Is that is that the guy? Is that the guy who shows up at the end? No, it wasn't Hux. No, Hux is from the Force. Yeah, Force. yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, uh, Den- uh Krennic. Krennic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Krennic shows up with a blaster. Like, come on, I have a lightsaber. They're deflected. We we killed you. Like, does she know how to deflect blaster bolts though? Yeah, it's it's just like an innate Jedi ability. Luke, oh. Luke could do it like right away. Remember when Obi Wan was training him on the Millennium Falcon? He couldn't do it right away, but as soon as he put the black helmet on, he's like, "Trust your instincts." So is Ray gonna have her eyes closed? No, but she's just like better than Luke. She's gonna oh, trust she, her instincts. Oh boy. Oh, okay. I guess we'll find out how well her training goes in episode. Yeah, eight. I guess we will. <laughs> we might have to do like a re-update episode. Yeah, to find like, this. it turns out she's actually really bad. Yeah, she doesn't. Know she's what like she's doing. barely. She, she's awful. Yeah, but I'm um, I'm saying a. A lightsaber wielding Ray beats uh, Krennic, no problem. Okay, the download, a little download, and then I guess I guess they do need the shield destroyed to get out or to beam out the plants. How are you going to destroy the shield? Because just remember, we're relying in, on in Rogue, in, Ro- in Rogue One, the X wings attack to launch proton torpedoes at it, really yeah. not doing any damage. The Y wings dropping so, bombs, not Poe, really doing any damage. Poe is a, is a crafty guy. He's the one who figures out how to kill Star Killer Base because he's the one who's like, "Oh, we have to shoot this thing." Yeah, the oscillator. The, yeah, so he's going to be like, "You know, I have an idea. We got to shoot these engines on the Star Destroyer and let it crash down." So I, I think he's going to be able to figure it out. He's that's that's the parallel for the story. Like, gotcha. And he's going to be the. The one to, to solve that problem. To get the Star Destroyer to Or maybe the they can get back to the Millennium Falcon, not broken, take it off, pff, light speed out. That'd be nice. That way they don't have to die in the planet. Yeah, because I don't want them to die. Yeah. Especially not BB-8. Uh, I feel like you use everybody except Chewbacca. Uh, well, he's with Han Solo just causing chaos. Like, they're just shooting ever. They're just shooting things. It's going throwing crazy. grenades. They're, they're, they're a secondary diversion on the ground. Okay. Because Finn and Rey need to get up into, like, the record area and take the the plants so is is finn just kind of going along for the ride yeah it doesn't seem like he yeah it doesn't seem like he's using any yeah, he's, skills yeah, he, he's just there i mean he's all right with a blaster he wouldn't use his skills as a stormtrooper uh i i didn't think he'd like was trained well enough i mean like we're not really going with a a sneak in type approach okay so i didn't think he's going be... guns a blazing yeah because i mean when you have the millennium falcon crash landing right in front of the the records base yeah if like if one guy who's a stormtrooper comes out and they're like oh it's fine it's just it's a stormtrooper with a bunch of other people. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much what happens. Uh, I, that, that's my that's my plan. I think it's a fair plan. Thanks. I think both of them make sense. They could work. They, they really could work. <laughs> Which is an interesting scenario to see who would actually win in, in uh, accomplishing the other's mission. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Well, we'll let the fans decide for sure. Yes. So I promise we're gonna have three. <laughs> we're gonna have three Twitter polls. Now this is the problem that I need to figure out. I can only pin one tweet at a time. Oh. From what I've from what I've learned through using Twitter. 
So you might have to do a little bit of digging in our Twitter uh, feed to find the the separate polls. That way you can vote for could this. Could you alternate a different pinned tweet like every day? Uh, yeah, I could do that. I could go through and, and pin a different poll. Yeah, I could do that. That's an option. Yeah, that's no problem. If I don't if I don't remember to do it, maybe if you can right. remember to do it. You I'll try. To Twitter too. That'd be great. So, yeah, so we'll have all three of those polls up there uh, in addition to other things like photos that I, I post regularly um, addressing the episodes and things like that. Anything you want to add, Chris, before we head out of here? No, I like talking about Star Wars. Thanks for this episode. This was, this was a fun Star Wars-themed uh, episode. I learned a lot about bounty hunters. Yeah, bounty hunters are, like, really, really cool. Yeah. In the Star Wars universe. They're, like, pretty serious. They have, like, a bounty hunters guild. They're there's like, also the Bounty Hunter Code. I don't know if you saw that or not. Nope. So there's the Bounty Hunter Code, and Bosk follows it to, like, a T. Like, there's things that you're supposed to do, like, right and wrong. And he gets angry at other bounty hunters when they break the code. And uh, apparently in Legends, Boba Fett was the one who wrote the Bounty Hunter Code. Uh, but that's not canon anymore. But Bosk is still very uh, strictly by the book by the book of the uh, the Bounty Hunter Code. Which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. There's also rumors that one of the standalone Star Wars movies is going to be... They, they said it was going to be a Boba Fett movie. Mm-hmm. But some people are thinking now that maybe it's going to be a Bounty Hunter movie. Where it still has Boba Fett in it. But it's him working with other Bounty Hunters or working against them to try to complete like some kind of a mission or something it along those lines. sounds like there's a lot of cool Bounty Hunter backstory. Yeah. A bunch of cool ones. There's tons of them out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... They have this giant sandbox, and they get to play with what they want. We'll see. We will see. All right. So, uh, like I said earlier, we are going to be hosting that little, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say gimmick. It's kind of a gimmick. Kind of a gimmick. It's a, it's a, it's a reward. It's, it's a, a fun a, little it's reward. A, it's, a, it's a giveaway with no actual. It's a fun giveaway given. with no giveaway. Yeah, you're... So remember, so uh, you can give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we will look through that. And if you have uh, given us a review, we will give you a shout-out, and Chris will make up a fun little uh, backstory about you. Yeah, your cool backstory. On, this, on the so spot. You said wherever you get your podcast? Yeah. What if we don't see it? Well, there's like a lot of places. I will. To find a I will check like Podbean. I'll check. I'll check iTunes. I'll check Google. Uh, whatever Google's is, Google Music or whatnot. I'll check the big ones. All right, yeah. If, if you do something weird enough, if, if you're getting something from like the black market of like iTunes, I apologize. Please make a, an account with something else that's more popular, or send us like an email or something. No, just let us know. Yeah, just let us know. Be like, hey guys, you know, left your I, review. I use like uh, you know, yeah, Podbeans dot ru for the russian podbean yeah that if we you're like on if you're on a russian podcast yeah. site yeah we'll know yeah we, we will have no idea but we want to give you a shout out anyway so just please please let us know and you'll have a cool russian backstory you will have a very cool russian backstory <laughs> just thought of something but <laughs> we'll, we'll have to save, save, we'll save that yeah sounds good all right for the who and cast this has been steve and this has been chris and please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. 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 May the force be with you, Master. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force be with us. May the force be with us all. 
The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.